This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, 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 no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Good morning, welcome in to Captain J. Hood, ESPN 1000 with my guy Jonathan Hood. Jay Norling in the EP chair. Jay Moore at the controls. I'm Cap. 312-332-3776. What? In the H is going on at Hallis Hall. Most teams, if they're going to make a change, Monday morning, bloodbath. It wasn't quite a bloodbath this year, Hoodie. It mm-hmm. was much more of, yeah, I didn't, I'm not surprised Arthur Smith got fired. We got a shocker yesterday. Mike Vrabel fired because they didn't want to wait long enough to get a trade done. So mm-hmm. they gave up that type of capital to, they would get for him. He's now a free agent out there. So what is going on with the Bears? They have been so quiet. Are we expecting major news when they finally speak? Or, nope, Eberflus back, Justin back, and we'll throw the offensive coordinator on the fire. What do you think happens? Because I look at this, Jonathan, and I think there's something going on because I believe in Ryan Pulse. Yeah, well, it's Wednesday, and we've expected something to happen, and nothing's happened just as of yet. Let me quote the great Jason Leisure from the Sun-Times. He's awesome. And, and I'm going to quote him. I won't steal the line like Steve Harvey or Cedric the Entertainer. I'm actually going to quote and give Leisure credit. And that is, continuity is only valuable when a team is certain it has the right guy. That was right from the Sun-Times yesterday. And you know what? That makes a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. because continuity is only valuable when a team is certain they get the right guy. I'm not sure, and you're not sure, and a lot of Bears fans are not sure that they have the right guy in Matt Eberflus or they have the right guy in Justin Fields. I mean, it's easy for the status quo, Cap. It's easy for the status quo if you feel that the Bears can guarantee all of us that this team is on the rise and that will be a perennial playoff team starting next year. Right. I mean, they could easily come to House Hall, sit down in front of the press and say, you know what? We went from three to seven wins and now we feel like we're on our way. And we feel like the head coach and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback is, is going to stay in place because we feel like we're going to take that next step with everybody coming back. OK, that's fine. You know what, Cap? I'm good with the status quo. But if you are the same or worse than you were this year, then you and I and everybody else that watches the Bears are going to have a major problem with that. I look at the team, and I said this yesterday. I will say it again. I'll scream it from the mountaintops. Right now, today, you have the fourth best head coach in your division. There's four teams. You have the fourth best quarterback in your division, if Kirk Cousins is back in Minnesota, like most expect. There's four teams in the division. You have the fourth best offensive coordinator. You have... Green Bay, youngest team in the league with a really good young quarterback. You have Jared Goff and the Lions roaring into the playoffs at, with a home game. 
Minnesota, I don't know what they're going to do. If they bring back Kirk Cousins and if they find a way to keep Denell Hunter, they're still a quality team that finished ahead of us. That's just a fact. The Bears are in dead last again in the division. So everyone out there, you got to run fields back. I want to read you some numbers. Okay. And then we could discuss everything that's going on. My brother texted me last night. At <laughs> Uncle mid- Brew. Uncle Brew at midnight. <laughs> Kid, you got to oh. look at these numbers. Since he became the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. which is 2021, through the Green Bay game this week, Justin Fields, there are 38 qualified quarterbacks that all have played in that span that have enough appearances that they qualify for these rankings. So there's 38 quarterbacks. Completion percentage, Justin Fields is 35th. Sack percentage, he's dead last. Pressure percentage, dead last. Interception percentage, 37th. And all you have to do is look at the records that they've had, 6-11, and 3-14, and 7-10, and 10, and realize if you run this all back and you bring Justin Fields back as your starter and you bring back Matt Eberflus and you throw a coordinator on the fire because we're going to make him the scapegoat and you don't have a bigger plan, then you're no better than the Chicago Bulls who are, as I've nicknamed them, the mm-hmm. settlers. You're settling because you have nothing but a wing and a prayer that you believe you're on the right track. And I believe the roster's better. Let me be clear. You know I like Ryan Poles very much. If you are going to settle and go, eh, we'll trade the pick and we think Justin can be a no shot. You got to swing for the fences. This great city deserves to swing for the fences. Do we have anybody anywhere? The, the Cubs are making moves. We'll get to that later. Sure. But other than that, the Bulls run it back. Blackhawks, worst team in hockey. White Sox, 101 losses. Get rid of most of their good players, not all. And they are bad. So, what are we doing in this city? And what in the hell is going on at Hallis Hall? Well, I mean, when you give me 35th and last and last and 37th, when you get those numbers, be careful now. You and Uncle Brew will be called haters because in 2024, facts are hate. You know, Correct. that's what I it read is, you right? Fact. Yeah, yes. no, 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 that's hate. No, 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 because a section of the audience, and, you know, I couldn't care less. I'm just pointing it out that, you know, anytime that you give facts, Cap, that a lot of times that's turned into hate. And actually what you just laid out and what Uncle Brew just laid out was something very simple, is that there's a reason why that there's a disconnect about the future of the quarterback position with Justin Fields because of what you just put out there now. Now, again, you can always break it apart and say, well, look at the offensive line and look at the lack of weapons and look at the infrastructure with the Chicago Bears. That's not the point. The point is, though, is that that dog don't hunt. And you got to be able to get better in that situation. As I said to you before to start our show, I'm telling you that if, if Ryan Poles feels like the status quo is fine, that they feel like – Justin Fields can turn the corner or they feel like Iberflus can be even better as head coach or they want to upgrade at offensive coordinator or feel like Luke is good for Justin. They need to stay together. Then go ahead. Like Cap, I'm, what can I say? Because I, I can't – I'm not going to stop watching the Bears because they make that decision. What I'm saying is, is that I expect improvement now. I expect improvement from the seven wins. For, you know, it's really weird. And I know you've seen this on your social media like I have. The, the, the leap from three to seven wins is like the Bears got to the playoffs this year. 
that, like, for whatever reason, the three to seven wins is okay for some people. Well, it's okay with you and I as long as the next step is the playoffs, as, as long as the next step is to be able to upgrade with free agency in the draft. I just find that fascinating that people look at three to seven like, well, we've done it now, man. We're, I mean, we're going to be in the playoffs this year. No, you're not because there was so much underachievement. People forget how bad this was at the end of last year into coming into this year where you had a string of losses until you broke it open against Washington. People forget about how bad the operation was where you couldn't even win a game within the division for the longest of times under Matt Eberflus. So, look, uh, it's growing pains with this organization, but I want the pain to stop. And I think a lot of Bears fans would agree with us that it's time for the pain to stop. as you is that look, fair or not? Is very that fair. fair. Or not? Very fair. Very fair. Look, as you look at where this team is, what offensive coordinator worth his salt that you go, wow, that guy's amazing, is looking at Eberflus going, all right, I'll go. I'll go with him and Justin. Oh, and if it doesn't work out next year, I want to know what the Justin Field stands are going to say then, because the evil Luke Getzey will be out of town. Mm-hmm. And if you don't win and get to the playoffs in year three, now you're going to fire the coach. Now you're going to get another coordinator. Now you're going to try and get another quarterback. Or you had some quarterback, you took it 1-1, and you're going to have him sit the entire first year. All I know is C.J. Stroud, who you left on the board. C.J. Stroud is playing in a playoff game at home this week. Whether he wins or loses, to me, that's irrelevant. He's had a hell of a year. So yeah, I find this shocking if, we, if all we get is, yeah, we've decided we're going to clean out the offensive staff. Justin will be here. We'll evaluate the quarterbacks. That's not good enough. That is not good enough. Jim Harbaugh is out there. Whether you like him or not, I have my concerns about what went on at Michigan, but he's a hell of a football coach. He is. You got Jim Harbaugh. You got Mike Vrabel hit the street yesterday. Reportedly, Belichick is still talking to management, but might be out of there. Why would you not pick up the phone and say, um, yeah, you represent Mike Vrabel? Yeah, this is Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren. You're on the speaker. We're in. We want him. He's a hell of a coach, man. Yes. And we talk about upgrading. Hey, Hoodie, I got some new headphones for you. These are going to make the show sound a whole lot better in your head. You'll be able to even concentrate more. Oh, I'm in. I'm buying them. Hey, Danny, I got these new microphones from Shure. They're the best in the industry. Let's get them. All right, let's do it. Hey, we got Eberflus here. I can get you a markedly better coach. Nah, I'm good. Really? Really? (laughs) Well, let me just tell you this. I think all Bears fans, because you open up the show saying, what the hell's going on at House Hall? Well, that's my text messages, and that's your text messages, too, because everyone feels like we have the inside track on exactly what's going on. And I said, you know what? Cap's got sources. I've got sources. Uh, A lot of people throughout the station have sources. Nothing has been said because the doors are closed at House Hall. This, This is why this decision makes so much sense, the decision to pick a lane. Because it's so paramount that the Bears get this right. This this offseason determines the next five to ten years for the Chicago Bears. I'm going to paint a nightmare scenario for you. Are you ready for this? Oh, God. Uh, so, Cap, my friend, 
Imagine passing on this year's quarterback class mm-hmm. and this crop of head coaching candidates. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Chicago Bears passive, passing on Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix or Michael Penix. And also in the same season, passing on Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, Mike Vrabel, Brian Flores, Shane Waldron, Belichick, or whoever else is out there. Imagine the Bears saying the status quo is good enough. Like, yes, we see all these quarterbacks, but you know what? We could, if you just squint a little bit, if you just kind of squint and really look at the, at the tape of Justin Fields, we could fix it. It could be better than what we saw the last two or three years. And if you really squint and look at Eberflus, the way he has that rapport with his team, the way he's able to lift this defense, if you squint, you know what? We might have the next Dave Wanstead. I mean, I mean seriously. I mean, could you imagine that? Because that's on the table too now. That's on the table that this organization could pass up on the, on the draft class, don't get a, a quarterback in the first round or the second round, and also look at the coaching candidates that's hot right now. I just named four or five of them. And the Bears say, now nah, I'll turn a blind eye to it. We'll go at Eberflus. You can't make the mistake twice, Cap, of passing on this draft class one, but even more uh, of a cardinal mistake, passing up on plum candidates to be the head coach for the Chicago Bears. This is a transition time. So when are you ready to win? That's the question. Yeah, I just don't see a scenario that a team serious about winning is running it back with this quarterback, with this head coach, and just getting yourself a new offensive coordinator. No. No, no, no. Because the roster has gotten significantly better than it was a year ago. That's a credit to Ryan Poles. But if it doesn't work in 2024, and I see no reason why it would, yes, uh, Sunday, Justin Fields held the ball north of 3.2 seconds. Guess what? He got sacked five times. We scored three, uh, three field goals. The other guy... 2.74 seconds, which is right where Tom Brady says, ball's got to be out no more than 2.75. He said, I shoot for 2.5, 2.75. Guess what he did? He threw for north of 300. He had a 4,000-yard season. He threw two touchdowns the other day, one of them a laser into the back center portion of the end zone. A laser to Don Tavian Wicks between two Bears defenders. Again, Justin's a good kid. He's not a horrible player. He's not good enough that you're going to pass on the top of the draft again. And I find it unconscionable that there are people that want to do that. Well, I mean, this is this is what it is, though. And, and again, people will look at Justin Fields and say, you know, continue to give him an opportunity because they see glimpses. Well, I mean, we've had experts on the station that says, like, these flashes will get you fired. Right. We heard that, right, on yes. and Sylvie? yes. Okay, yes, so. that was Lewis Riddick. Flashes yeah. get you fired. In fact, okay. I want you to hear exactly because people are in their car or having their coffee. I, I had a coach tell me this once, and, and I believe it wholeheartedly. Flashes get people fired. <laughs> you know why? Because what happens is it flashes just enough for you to continue to hang on and hang on and hang on and hang on. And then next thing you know, okay, as a coach, you're getting your rear end fired. Because you kept believing in the upside. You kept believing in the potential. And you couldn't see when to draw the line. There you go. Lewis Riddick, who's been around the league a long time. But people don't want to hear that. Oh, Justin's my guy. Justin's a great kid, man. And if you can get something for him, trade him. Get your new quarterback. Reset everything. We played this yesterday, Hoodie. Daniel Jeremiah, who has worked in the league. Doesn't mean he's perfect, but he's really good. 
This is him on what the Bears should do on NFL Network. To me, I've been saying this throughout the process. I feel like this decision, while it's going to be difficult in the environment in Chicago because of the pressure and the popularity of Justin Fields, if you step back, remove yourself from that and look at it, this is, to me, it's a no-brainer. You are going to trade Justin Fields. You are going to draft a quarterback with that first overall pick. You're going to go from paying, having to pay a quarterback, which in field you'd have to pay him $40-plus plus million, to now being able to get one for about 9 or $10 million. Yeah. And that $30 million worth of savings, go help your team. And the draft picks you get for Justin Fields, go help your team. Build around a new quarterback. Reset that clock. That's the smart thing to do. Basically saying the player that you have in fields, very similar to the player you might be able to get at number one overall with some major cost savings to help build around that young player. Yeah, it's $30 million. I mean, put a number on yeah. it. It's $30 million dollars difference. There you go. So, I mean, what's going on? on? Well, 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 here's what's going on because I want I want to ask you about the the process for the Chicago Bears because don't you think? I mean, you knew when the end of the season was coming, but don't you think that this is a week to week conversation with Ryan Poles and his staff, and even if Kevin Warren is in the room as well? I mean, as as you saw the losing happening, and you saw the same trend from last year as far as the losing for the Bears, don't you think that even in October and November, you're sitting down? You know, you have your your list of things you have to do as far as the day to day operations of of the season. But along those same lines, and that's those same days, those same weeks. Aren't you having a conversation about the future? There's no way, unless I'm reading this wrong, that Ryan Poles and his staff are just now getting to what to do with the head coach, what to do with the quarterback, what to do with the offensive coordinator. If you're doing that now, you didn't do your due diligence throughout the regular season. This is why it's it's weird for me that here we are Wednesday at 717 in the morning that we haven't heard anything from House Hall yet. I mean, you kind of knew where the season was turning. So because of that, don't you think that you have those side conversations? All right, here's the day-to-day. Now here's our meeting about the future. I'll see you at 3 o'clock in the conference room. And you got to kind of look at it and say, this thing isn't turning around offensively. Uh, there's still frustration, some growing pains with the offense. Or, boy, you know, Iberflus is turning things around with the defense pretty good. But don't you think that that's a conversation even in season versus having it after the season? Oh, and I'm sure knowing Ryan Poles, I know he's been doing his homework and that's all he's been consumed with. Besides the week-to-week with his football team, he's been consumed. How do I fix this? How do I fix this? How do I fix this? So I, when, when it's 7, 18, and 20 seconds on Wednesday and nobody has said a word from up there, it leads me to believe they're doing something. Is there a power struggle? Uh, because we continue, we had the reports uh, late in the season about Kevin Warren and how Warren wants to have a little bit more say in the football decisions. Not necessarily the hiring and the firing, but also just wants to be involved in the process. I wonder, is there a disconnect between Warren and Poles as far as um, philosophy? Not necessarily a divide but just trying to figure out what's best for the Bears in which Warren might have an idea and Poles has an idea, and they're just banning it around and just kind of going back and forth the last three days. Yeah, I think they're on the same page. I really believe that those two are on the same page. But somebody who used to play for the team at a very high level, who's retired, said to me yesterday, okay, he goes, I, want, I said to him, I cannot believe they're going to do this. And he said, okay, I want you to stop. Think about the comment you just made, okay? He said, think about it. You, you can't believe it? It's the Bears. Why would you be 
surprised. He said, here's what you're really thinking. You are furious that they might run it back, but nothing that that organization does surprises you, period. That's the better way to look at it. Right. Why should I hold out hope that all this silence is, all right, we Bears have a press conference. We've hired Mike Vrabel. We're doing this. We're doing that. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to scout all the quarterbacks, and then we'll make a determination. And in the end, they end up trading Justin for whoever they can get for him, and they turn the page with a new coach, a new staff, and a new quarterback, and Ryan Poles. And everybody's on the same page. He said, that makes sense. But it's the Bears, man. Why do you? Why are you surprised? You shouldn't be. Yeah, well, because it's different. It feels different, Cap. It's not because we're the the new home of the Chicago Bears on the radio side. That's not because it feels different. Because it's Poles and because it's Warren. It's As also we, George. Yeah, but George doesn't stick his beak in there. Correct. In the end, it's his team, man. If he truly wanted, I can tell you this right now. Shay, you can roll on this. You can put it on freaking YouTube. Uh, whatever you want. If I own that team, my brother and I always wanted to own a team. We're never going to be able to do that. We're not going to make billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. If he and I own that team, I can promise you we would have a press conference already had been called. And we would walk in, sit down, and go, okay, we bought this team because we love the Chicago Bears. We used to have tickets. We've been to a billion games. We watch every week. We follow the team, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? I have empowered my general manager, who I like very much, Ryan Poles, to go out and pick the best head coach. But what we've watched is not good enough. We love Justin. We'll evaluate all the quarterbacks. I'm not going to tell my guys who to draft or how to do it. I empower them to do their job. But I am not going to tolerate us being the laughing stock at dead last again in a difficult NFC North. So from this moment forward, I want it clear that my brother and I who bought this team, we are demanding change and we are demanding whatever it costs. We are going to do what it takes to make the Bears a sustained winning organization. Enough of the BS. Good luck. Ryan will be the next person you hear from. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that makes a big stand because enough of the BS tells the fans that we're doing everything we can to be able to win. Some organizations don't have those, that kind of testicular fortitude to do that because they don't want to guarantee anything because they feel like they'll lose the fan base if they guarantee or come, come you know, to the podium strong like that. I just, you know, the reason why that I'm more optimistic about the front office is because it's the next front office. Right. <laughs> you know, because it doesn't feel like the same old bears. When when you have Ryan Poles, as we discussed the other day, to be able to, to tell George McCaskey, I got some ideas to be able to get you uh, going in the right direction. But you have to cut some salary and get, get rid of some of these popular guys. You know, some of these guys, they're supposed to be difference makers that you're losing with. And we're going to reimagine. We're going to redo this organization. I understand, Cap, that that's part of it. You know, one thing as an emotional Bears fan, I've got to understand, and I say this to myself all the time, is this is what a rebuild looks like. As much as it, I would love for the Bears to go went from three wins to the playoffs to do what the uh, Texans did this year, I understand it's a process. And I feel like it's different than it has been in the past as far as the Bears bungling this. I feel like they'll find a way to be able to make this a perennial playoff team under Ryan Poles because 
they reset this. But I know that they have some modicum of patience with this because, hey, this team was a tank last year, and this team got uh, seven wins this year. So I expect it to be different. I expect this to be a winning franchise next year, but I need to know who the quarterback is, and I need to know who's going to coach him. I mean, I, I could be optimistic, but I need to be also be in reality to find out who's going to be able to lead these guys. That's the thing that worries me because with the silence, I'm saying, are you going to pass up on this quarterback class? Do you really feel that Justin Fields has another gear in him and the offense has another gear in them to be able to be an upper echelon team in the NFL to get the ball down the field to score touchdowns? You know, we, we gave that number on Bears Monday. The idea that you had one touchdown the last three road games. I know it's facts and I know people, people recoil at facts. I understand that that those facts are hate. But I don't. I couldn't care less. One touchdown in three road games is not good enough. It's not good enough for a playoff team. It's not good enough for this team. And, that, and so I, ju- I just need to know, Cap, how this turns around and what the plan is. I can't wait to find out. And that is a one-yard touchdown drive that took eight plays, including penalties, to get in the end zone. And they had to pass to do it. Not yeah. good enough, man. Not yeah. freaking good enough. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bears haven't said when they're going to talk yet. Are they hatching up a big plan? Or are we running it back like Ted Phillips? Well, we haven't won enough games, but everything else is in place. Uh, not so sure about that. Or I'm not a fa- not a football evaluator. I'm just a fan. Then you know what? Go take a trip to Florida and let us know when Ryan and Kevin get it fixed. Well, Period. Ryan and Matt are our football guys. Exactly. All right. See? He doesn't have his beak in it, though, Cap. I mean, I ultimately, it's on everybody because I'm not going to just put George to the side. If he, but he is not a football evaluator, and he mentions all the time he doesn't want to be a meddler. Okay, that, that's fine. But the people that you've employed have to be able to get this right, Cap. Whatever, as I mentioned to you to start with, status. if you feel like status quo, you have the balls to sta- stand in front of the assembly meeting and say, we're good, fine. But you better win next year. Correct. It was. I remember saying this to Ryan Pace. Hey, man, love the conviction that you went and got your guy quarterback. It better work. And guess what? It didn't, and he works in the front office in Atlanta now. There you go. Cost him his career. Uh, let's go to the phones. 312-332-3776. Our guy Derek on the ESPN app. Derek, good morning. Yo, yo, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? We're good, man. How are you? We're good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, man, but we, we need an organizational enema going on here. I want everybody flushed out. I want evil flu's gone. Listen, I'm not satisfied with this medi- mediocrity that we've been having. Um, I gave Justin a chance, man. I still like him, but I think he needs a fresh start someplace else. I think we need to draft a new quarterback and just get everything brand new, man. And Mike Vrabel, I think we should interview him. Interview all the coaches that's that's good that got fired, man. Vrabel, try to get who you can get, man. We need we need Evil Flu's got to go, man. We need a whole change in that organization as far as coaches and OCs and everything. All right, love you guys listening. Bear Take down, it easy. go Bears, baby. Bear yes, down, sir. you got it. All right, Derek, we Our appreciate guy. the phone call. Our guy, but Derek. Did you did you notice, Cap, that over the last I would say two or three weeks, you mentioned this and I mentioned it as well. We talk about this off the air. Do you notice how more confident Iberflus has sounded with Waddle and Sylvie and to the press? Yep. Like yep, he's that, been empowered. Right. It didn't look like Arthur Smith, who looked like he was fired all the time. And it, was, it felt like he was backtracking and being very defensive. He feel, he, I think 
because the um, the press conference after the last game against the Packers, he laid out what the plan was. Like later on the week, I'll be talking to um, you know Ryan Poles, and I guess that meant today or Thursday. So he laid it out as as if he was coming back. That's how confident he came across, and he and he felt. I think he felt more and more empowered as the season went on, as if he had an assurance that he would be returning after this year. Maybe, maybe, but again, you are. You are settling. You are settling, settling, settling because no one saw Mike Vrabel becoming available. And I I was telling a friend of mine last night, well, if Mike Vrabel's out there, uh, he's probably going to go to New England. Well, guess what? Their succession plan was always Gerard Mayo. If if I owned the team, Mike Vrabel would be probably at the top of my list. He should be. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL, and they just fired him because they were lazy. You right. have a guy out there who was going to cost multiple draft picks, and now you can get him just for money. Right. So if it had been me, I'm on my jet. Like, what happened? Hey, Cap, did you see this? They just fired Mike Vrabel. Call the pilots. I'm going to, where is he? Is he in Nashville? Yeah. Okay, tell the pilots, file, file a flight plan. I'm headed to Chicago Executive. I'm getting on my orange and blue jet. I am flying right there. Get me his address when I land. Have a car service waiting. Yeah. Uh, is Mike there? Yeah, it's Mike. Open the door. Opens the door. Hey, I'm David Kaplan. I own the Chicago Bears. My brother and I would like to hire you right now. Can we have dinner? Uh, I'm just going to talk to New England. I, was gonna t- I don't care what it costs. You're the guy. Sit down. Let's do this. Like yes. when Arturis was bold and went and got Billy Donovan. He showed up at his house and said, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, I can't wait. This has got to happen now. And he did it. That's what it takes. It takes balls, guts, gumption, and a desire to never again be a laughing stock. And I'm not sure that George has had enough of it. Yeah, well, I, the, the hope is is that the Bears can be as stealth as the Cubs or even as Art Carney was getting Donovan. Right. That, that kind of, because that's – and again – Real G's move in silence. You don't have to tell anybody anything. What I'm saying is is that you can look at this list I just laid out earlier in the show and say, okay, you know what? We are going to get a new head coach, but it's going to take some time. We're going to be away from the press, and we won't have anything to announce until we get our guy. Hopefully, that's the direction they're going in. Either direction, whatever happens, Cap, it just better be right for the next season. Whatever happens between now and the draft and free agency and everything else, it just better be ready and it better be right. Because if you go from three to seven wins, I expect the playoffs and moving forward in the right direction after this you know, tumultuous season that the Bears have gone through. Yeah, exactly correct. All right, uh, phone lines are locked and loaded. Full rack of calls, 312-332-3776. We will take your calls. Line opens. You jump in. Your calls. All calls. Next. Here's today's headlines. Headlines. With Captain J. Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Comet Energy Efficiency Program. Still no official word out of Hallis Hall regarding the future of Coach Matt Eberflus with the Bears. But rumors started on Twitter last night. The Bears could be retaining Eberflus next season and replacing their offensive staff and evaluating all the quarterbacks 
in the draft. Blackhawks lost to Edmonton last night 2-1 without Connor Bedard and Nick Foligno. Jason Dickinson had the lone goal for the Hawks. Bulls look to make it three in a row tonight at the United Center against Houston. Bulls are a four-and-a-half point favorite tip-off at 7 p.m. And the Tennessee Titans shocked the football world yesterday. Fired head coach Mike Vrabel. He was the NFL's coach of the year in 2021. Make the call, Bears. And the Cubs finally opened up the vault. And they have surprised the Giants who thought they were getting Shoto Imanaga, left-handed starter out of Japan, one of the more coveted free agents this offseason. He threw the clinching game in the World Baseball Classic. He has agreed to a multi-year deal that both John Heyman and Jim Bowden, baseball insiders, are saying is extremely complicated. It could be a two-year deal. It could be a four-year deal. It could be longer than that. We will see. The convention opens on Friday. Jay Moore. Biggie. And Jay Hood are back. Glad to hear both of you guys back. Uh, Happy New Year to both of you. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Rolling on with my guy, Jay Hood. I'm David Kaplan. 312-332-3776. Shot or no shot comes your way at 8. And tentatively, we have Jesse scheduled for 9.35 to talk about the Imanaga deal. Also, it's a waddle Wednesday. But all of it on hold if we were to hear from Lake Forest that press conference, because we are the home of the Bears, we will carry that exclusively here on ESPN 1000. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Charlie and Carol Stream is next. Hey, Charlie, what's up, man? Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. One name I haven't heard, and if I have, I apologize for being repetitious, but John Gruden. John Gruden is a excellent motivator. Mm-hmm. He is a excellent quarterback evaluator. Uh, I don't know if anybody had remember seeing his HBOs where he uh, had college quarterbacks. He broke them down on field. Uh, on tape, I mean, uh, one-on-one, mm-hmm. amazed me. Just yeah, amazed he, me. He, you hire Gruden, you let him bring in his own quarterback, you get rid of Justin, you get rid of Eber, he brings in his all-new staff. Charlie, you know what's going on with uh, with him. You understand why he's not a hot coaching candidate, right, John Gruden? You know what's happening. You want to win? You know what's happening with him, right? No, what's happening with him? Stop <laughs> laughing, Shay. I, I can't. Besides, besides, him through the glass. Got, oh, Eddie, there's nothing going on. It's all good. Besides why he got, besides why he got fired, that I understand. Okay, I, I want to ask you something, though. You're saying, do you want to win? What has John Gruden won as of late? Can you explain that to me? Because I'm- nobody's hired nobody's hired him because of what happened in in Raiders camp. Hold on and a second. He did- he, here's his last th- four seasons. The fourth one, he got fired. Four and twelve, seven and nine, eight and eight. They were three and two when he got fired. Prior to that, he got let go in Tampa, where he won big, won the Super Bowl, and then from that point on, could never get back to that level of success, and they whacked him. So, is he a good coach? Yeah. There's a lot of baggage that comes with John Gruden. Hoodie and I are both people that believe in second chances. Yes. But 
that would be that's a tough one, man. You got to be conscious, and we appreciate your call of what today's times are. You got to be aware of what the no, world is. Today. I, I don't. I don't think Charlie is aware of what happened to John Gruden and the, the the terrible emails that were sent. And again, whether or not people feel that was fair or not, that someone just can dig through um, John Gruden's past, it happened. Uh, the closest that, that Gruden got to a coaching job was the Indiana job. He was his name was floated out there. That could have been a friend through the media, or that could have been fact. Point is though that Gruden uh, there was a connection to Gruden in the Indiana football job. And, of course, that never came to pass. So I believe that Gruden will coach again. Cap is is, uh, is not sure about that, but I think he will coach again, probably not in the NFL well, anytime soon. Maybe there's an re- assistant. There's a report that the Saints are going to add him to their coaching staff, but not as offensive coordinator. They, so he can't even get a coordinator gig. They want to put him on as some type of offensive assistant, probably like quality control. Would you- I, would say, I would say maybe director of communications because he's very good with the email. Wow. Would you let me ask you a question. Would uh-huh. you have a problem if Eberflus announced we're hiring John Gruden as the OC? No, I, I believe in second chances for him for anybody. So I just I just think that you could be better than that. Do you really want that circus around you? Because that now that becomes a PR situation. Completely got, agree. Does, yeah, does the guy know football? Yes. But do you want that around your organization? That's the question. Yeah. It's a valid question. Uh three one two three three two three seven seven six. Mike is in Rosemont. Hey, Mike. Good morning, guys. Good show as always. Thank you, buddy. I have a question for both of you. If the Bears decide to keep Justin, mm-hmm. will you not root for them to win? I would you want always, them to I'll root if you become the quarterback. Hoodie is not as quick on his feet as we need from our quarterback. But if Hoodie says to me, you're not going to believe this, but they just signed me, I'm the new quarterback, I'm rooting for the Bears because – I'm a Bears fan first and foremost. But that that's what I'm getting at. So whomever they choose to go with, whether they trade Justin or whether they bring in what whoever the quarterback is gonna be, let's just get behind that guy and let's go. Because nothing's gonna change. That's not as far as scheme wise, but they they're gonna be our guy. So we have to stay behind them. Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, are you questioning our support for the Chicago Bears? Because I, I said and, and I said this in the last half hour, I'll say it again. Status quo is fine for the Chicago Bears. That means Justin Fields, Eberflus, Luke Getze. You better Status win. Status quo is fine, but if you are, but if you can't win, and if you can't guarantee me that this team is on the rise, then I'm going to have a major problem with it. We get, get that's the whole thing. We're we're holding the Bears accountable to this seven and ten slop that we saw this past season. It, we're, not, exactly. we're, not rooting, we're not rooting against Justin Fields. We're saying that if you can upgrade the position, or if you can tell me Justin will be better than last year, then let's go. This this last game, this past Sunday, the guy his, his job is on the line. Why why not just let him ball out and whatever whatever it is, it is. He throw interceptions, so what? You what? You're not going to the playoffs, no way. But they let him throw 17 passes, and they wanted him to throw for 500 yards. You know, he not he just throw one pass in the third quarter. They couldn't protect him. They Tevin Jenkins, exactly. by his own words, said, "I had my worst game as a pro." Nate Davis got hurt. Their center, they were on a guy who wasn't even on their freaking roster six weeks ago. They couldn't protect him, A, and B, guess what? He held the ball way too long. <laughs> just look at the numbers. It's just a fact. So, no, it was, ball out, it was never going to happen on Sunday. That's just okay. a fact. 
appreciate we'll we'll root for whoever it is. I know Hoodie, I know me. We will always root for them. But that does not mean we will not hold them accountable for the decisions that they make. Period. I want to freaking win. And enough of being settling for well, Eberflus, you don't see how hard he works and he's a good guy. He's not good enough. Period. Yeah. I mean, I, I want better. I mean, again, for some, seven wins is good. Incremental success is good. But for me, I like playoffs. I like postseasons with the Chicago Bears. We are so uh, into these pop-up championships. Oh, look how well the Bears did. Then they go backwards. We have to fire the coach and GM. I don't want that. I want this team to be able to build on what they did even this year to be a playoff team. I'll throw something else in the mix, Cap, as far as, you know, you talked about if you bring in a new offensive coordinator, it'll be a new system. You know, Getsy and Fields, if they're going to return, then you don't have to worry about a new system because the system's in place. But if there's going to be a change at quarterback at Justin Fields or offensive coordinator, like you said, the rumor is that they could get rid of the offensive staff. A new system for whoever the quarterback is is going to happen anyway with the Bears. It's going to happen. Let me, let me ask you a question. If I said to you I can drop Caleb Williams, Shay, you playing this too. I, I'm going to drop... Caleb Williams onto that team's roster. How many of the 32 teams would say, I'll take him over the guy I have right now? How many out of the 32? Rough guess. Well, that's a tough one. I'd say um, 22. I have 21. I have 21 teams would take Caleb Williams over who they've got right now. Quickly, I'll go through it. The Jets, <laughs> sign them up. They t- absolutely. Yeah. The Patriots, two. Yep. Cleveland, three. Pittsburgh, four. Um, Tennessee, five. Raiders, six. Broncos, seven. The Eagles? I think think the Colts would, too. And honestly, I wonder if the Jags would. Maybe. The, The Eagles, the Giants, the Commanders, the Lions, the Vikings, the Bears better be on that list. The Bucks, the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers, the 49ers would take him out in a second over who they've gotten. That doesn't mean they don't like their guy. The Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. Every one of them would go, wait a minute, I can have that guy in. You, and you we're said debating the, that here? You said the Eagles, too? He did not have said, a good year. You're telling me yeah. they could get out from under all that money as they reset with an old roster and they can get the number one guy in the draft? I'll bet you they would. Well, one season does not make a career. No, man. One bad one bad season doesn't tell me that Jalen Hurts is in the mud. Okay, I so, disagree with that. Okay, so we're at. Tw- I didn't say he's in. I'm saying some of these guys have good good quarterbacks. They would take Caleb Williams over who they've got. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And again, which, uh, same thing with Trevor Lawrence, where the you know the team overall wasn't good. I know he wasn't good, but also the team wasn't good enough. Also, with Trevor Lawrence, would you throw him out too? If you said if you said to Jacksonville right now. Give me Trevor Lawrence, and I'll drop Caleb Williams on your roster. I'll bet you Jacksonville does that. Not so sure. Not so sure about a couple of those. Um, but I but think Jacksonville, I, I, Trevor Lawrence had a bad year and a bad yeah. end to the year. So did, so did the ball club. So no, did the ball no club. question. Like, but to get I back just, on a rookie contract with a guy who most people believe is a generational talent, again, we're going to find that out. They, mm-hmm. That has to play out on the field. But, yeah, absolutely there's at minimum 20 at minimum so that's my point and we're debating it and we've got the fourth best quarterback in the division and there are people in town that actually would pass on 
two straight years taking a really good quarterback? Really good? I don't know. I don't know what they're looking at. Uh, 312-332-3776. He's Hoodie. I'm Cap. You're on the line. You will be on the air. 312-332-3776. Be right back. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. With Hoodie, I'm Cap, 312-332-3776. Going back to the phones as we're talking Bears football because it is the dominant topic in our town. We will get to some of the Shota Imanaga news. Cubs have signed a really good player out of Japan. They got more work to do. There's, there's work to go. There's miles to go before you could sleep, as Robert Frost wrote. Uh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Robert Frost. Okay. Yes. And well, congratulations on, on the uh, offseason for the season. Finally uh, involving yourself. That's good. Finally made a move. I, I'm not aware. Is opening day today? No. That's... But are you trying to you're trying to get to the playoffs and maybe get to a World Series? Yeah, you are. Okay. But that doesn't mean you've got to sign everybody in December so you can say, we won the offseason. Oh, why did you when you wait? You would have saved yourself thirty million on that and ten million on that. Just be ready to go when the season opens. Be ready then. Oh, I cannot wait for Master Boney to to lead off to be bar, to be in the infield for your ball club. I can't wait for you to hit the roof late March when you start seeing that. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's more. To, there's more work to be done, uh-huh. and I believe in Jed. And I've told you, if he doesn't have it ready to roll and we get to Sloan Park when Danny sends us out there to do spring training this year, and we go, what? This is all you've done? I'll be the first guy to fire on him. I told him that when I talked to him last. I said, if you go to break camp and go to Texas for the first game of the year on Sunday Night Baseball, and you haven't fixed your issues, he said, then you should blast me. Just... Give me time to get my work done. There's no deadline right now. There's sure. no prize. You don't go, oh, they got it done by January 10th. That means they get four extra wins. No. Not how yeah, I, I'm glad they made this move uh, yesterday. That way the Cubs convention won't be so ugly. You can't just keep throwing out Rick Sutcliffe and Steve Trout for the Cubs convention just to you know, mask what's going on in the, uh, in the offseason. At least they made one move. So it won't be as ugly at Kitty O'Shea's. You cannot sign guys because you're worried about what you know bloggers and fans are going to say at Kitty O'Shea's. You cannot. You have got to just block that out and we'll get through the weekend and do what's best for the team. Don't sign some guy and go, oh, God, if I'd have waited three more weeks, I would have got that guy, and I'd have saved enough that I could have got that guy. Okay. Uh, whatever. You, hey, let me tell you, we were talking about with the Bears with continuity. Hopefully, continuity will not be the case with the Cubs. I agree. A lot more. Agreed. A lot more. Agreed. So. Agreed. All right, back to the phones. 312 332 3776. Where's our guy, Curtis? Curtis is next in Farmington. Hey, Curtis, how are you, man? Good morning. Have been hoodie. Bop, 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 bop. Bop, bop. What do you got? Thank you. 
Thank you so much. So really quick, I'm going to go as fast as I can. Um, um, I'm still in the field of keeping Justin Fields, but I'm down to 51% from 85. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, but I want the, I would like the Bears Nation to also understand by getting the new quarterback, if they do get a quarterback, is that we do also run the risk of him not being as good as Justin Fields or worse. So yes, it sounds like a great idea with getting a new quarterback, and he looks great in college as Justin Fields was when he was in college. But when we do get that quarterback coming in, we also don't want to uh, have that super expectation in his first year coming in and thinking like he's I dream a genie, and he's just going to poof and be uh, better than Justin Fields. So uh, yes, why I, why can't uh, he be better than Justin Fields? I'm, I'm just saying, just in case if he's not. In case because I yes. watched. C.J. Stroud, and I looked at his numbers. Oh, baby. Sign me up for that. <laughs> I so. understand. All right, man. Thank you so much, guys. Have I appreciate it. I love all you guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. Uh, let's go to, how about Aiden and Bellwood? Hey, Aiden, welcome to Kappa J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you guys doing? So, good, a couple man. points real quick. Um, yes, sir. One, so I, I mentioned it to a friend of mine. We got to stop pretending like the Bears are uh, one of these scout organizations because they're not. The Bears are George Costanza. There was an episode on Seinfeld where George said, I'm going to do the opposite of everything I've been doing. And then stuff started working for him. Now, I know, obviously, this is a fictional story, but everything we've been doing as an organization and as fans hasn't worked. So why don't we try the opposite? You guys mentioned well, we got to hold people accountable. We've been holding this team accountable for hundreds of years. Outside of 85 and Lovey, it hasn't worked. So I'm not saying we just completely don't hold anybody accountable, but at some point, let's just, like the other caller said, get behind whoever's in there and enjoy the ride. Just ha- be happy to be here because the reality is that's what we are as an organization in any way. And the other thing, real quick, we got to stop presupposing that C.J. Stroud now – would be the same C.J. Stroud in Chicago. But see, that's the – and I'm not calling you this. I'm just saying that is the loser mentality. Well, if he was here – we are losers. Well, so was the Texans. And the Texans had a polluted front office where they had to get the president out of there. They had to get the guy right below the owner, that assistant that they had to get rid of. Reportedly, the GM wanted out because he wanted no part of the culture. And guess what? They said, fix it. And all of a sudden – D'Amico Ryans rolls in with C.J. Stroud with a first-time neophyte play caller. And guess what? They look really freaking good. Why can't the Bears do that? It's still not an apples-to-apples from the standpoint of, one, if you look at Texas, the Houston Texans are like the 20th um, best commodity in the state. First you have the Cowboys. Then you have high school football. Then you have... The rodeo, it, the Dallas Mavericks, it goes on and on. So the Texans are the proverbial JV squad. There's a big difference in terms of expectations between playing varsity against your crosstown rival, Crane versus Marshall on a Friday night where the gym is packed, everyone from the city is there, and waking up at 9 a.m. on Saturday no, to drop 25 no. points on a JV team. 